0: about this message series that we're starting today called Voices. So everybody look at your neighbor and say, I hear voices. Voices. I hear voices. Now, some of you say, well, that doesn't seem like a new series. Didn't we do one like that? And actually, we did. Last year in June, we did a series called Voices, and this is Voices 2017, all right? And let me just kind of tell you how this is going to work, is that all of us hear voices. How many know that's true, right? Like, you don't have to be strange or weird to hear voices. We all hear voices in our lives at times. There are people that speak into our lives. It might be a, a parent. It might be a teacher. It might be a coach. It might be a spiritual leader leader, might be a mentor, might even be the culture that we live in that is constantly speaking into our lives, the things we see on the news, the things that we see in social media, the things that we hear in the media and the music that we listen to and the things in our lives. And here's the bottom line, the key thought for this entire series is this, that the voices that we listen to will determine the life that we live. Come on, how many know that's true, right? Because the voices that speak into our lives, the influences, the people that speak into our lives. They will determine the direction, the path, the destination that we eventually end up in our lives. And we've all had good people that have spoken into our lives and we've all made good decisions because of the good voices and the good influences in our lives. And we've all had some bad voices. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Some people who have spoken some stuff and maybe we made some bad decisions because of people and the things they said and the influences. If you say, I've never done that, before, just look at your high school yearbook, you've done it, I mean the things that you wore and your hairstyle and all of that because of the influences that are in our lives and here's what we're going to do in this series, this is what's going to make this series different from the, what we did last year is this, is that today we're going to start out by just talking about the most important voice that we need to all learn to listen to in our lives and then after this week what we have done is we have invited some different voices, everybody say different voices is We've invited some different voices, because how many know you hear my voice every Sunday, but sometimes it's good to hear some different voices, and so for the rest of the series after today, we've invited some of our friends and some of the people that are a part of the the behind-the-scenes stuff here at LifeGate to speak into our lives. In fact, next week, we're going to hear from Pastor Josh Brown. If you know Josh Brown, man, he's awesome. You're not going to want to miss that. we got some other great speakers that are going to come, and they're going to speak things into our lives, and I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a great series as God is going to speak to us. And today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the most important voice of all the voices. Like if you don't hear any other voice, you need to learn how to hear the voice that we're going to talk about today. And the most important voice in our lives is the voice of God. How many believe that today? How many believe that we need to be people who learn how to hear God's voice? In fact, here's what I know here today is that God is a speaking God. In fact, look at your neighbor, just tell him, God is a speaking God. Look at your other neighbor on the other side, your second choice, and tell him, God is a speaking God. God is a speaking God. Here's the deal. God wants to speak. He is a God who speaks. I mean, you just look through the Word of God, and you will see that from the very beginning all the way to the very end, that God is a speaking God. I mean, you look at Genesis, the very third verse in the Bible, at the very beginning. You know what it says? Then God said you look to the very end in revelation the third to the last book uh, the third to the last verse in revelation twenty-one seventeen. you know what it said it says and the spirit and the bride they they say and here's what i know is that all through the word of god in fact god's word itself is god's voice speaking to us god is a speaking god and he wants to speak into your lives Now, I know that sounds a little bit weird, like God told me, you know, how many of you ever heard somebody say something like that before you go, that's a little weird. In fact, sometimes in some churches, some Christians even will even teach, well, you know, God spoke in the Bible and he spoke to the apostles and he spoke to people like Moses and Abraham, but that stuff died out in the Bible days. And when the apostles died, that died. But that's not what I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many believe that today, right? That the same God that spoke to Abraham and Moses and Isaac, the same God that spoke the words that are written in God's word, that that same God is the same today, and he wants to speak into your life for every situation of your life. Some of you are here today, and you got situations where you're like, man, I need some direction. I don't know what to do about my marriage. I don't know what to do about my finances. I don't know what to do. About my job. I don't know what to do about different circumstances in my life. And here's what I want you to know that God wants to show you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak personally. Come on, everybody say personally. He wants to speak personally into your life. In fact, I like what Dallas Willard said. He said, If God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with Jesus. The truth is, if you can have a personal relationship, and I believe that you can, then if you can have a personal relationship with God, then he can speak personally into your life. Now, some of you say, well, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, here's how I know, because God has spoken to me. There have been times in my life where God has spoken specifically and personally to me about situations and circumstances in my life. In fact, I try to live my life every single day, waking up saying, God, what do you want to say to me today? But then there have been certain times in my life where it has just been so evident and so obvious that the voice of God was speaking to me. Maybe not not an audible voice, but a voice that I heard in my spirit and in my heart. I remember, man, when I was, I was just a kid, a teenager, 14 years old. Some of you say God can't speak to teenagers. Oh, I believe he spoke to me. I remember my, my parents were pastoring, pastoring a church in Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. Come on, all my OU fans in the house. And uh, I remember as a kid, 14 years old, God began to lead my parents to move to another town, uh, Midland, Texas, and to plant a church. Come on, all my Midlanders, West Texas people in the house today. And uh, we got to stick together, you know and And I remember God's God leading my parents to go and plant a church and my dad went around and he he preached in different churches to raise money to uh, to help to go start the church and I remember at 14 years of age on a Sunday night in Alva, Oklahoma I don't know if you even know where that is but I remember, how many remember Sunday night services right? And I remember on a sun, on a Sunday night as my dad preached a sermon I had heard him preach like 15 times because he preached the same one every single church that we went to as he was raising money and it wasn't the sermon but you know what it was? It was during the worship time I remember lifting my hands and, and just saying God I'll do what you want me to do and God speaking specifically time my life. I'm not just calling your parents to go to Midland. I'm calling you to Midland and I'm calling you into full-time ministry. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember we moved to Midland and there we were, we'd started the church and we'd been, you know, the church been going for a little while after about a, a year or two of the church going, a family walks into the church and there was this, this young girl with big red glasses on. And she walked in. I didn't notice her too much at the time, but a couple of years ago, or a couple of years go by, and I sure did notice her, and uh, Amber and I started started dating, and uh, uh, we were young. Well, she was young anyway at the time. She was 14, and I was 17. I don't know why her dad allowed that. I have a 14-year-old sitting on the front row here today, and I'm telling you, if you're 17, you ain't dating my daughter. I'm just saying. (laughs) But back then, man, I don't know why he allowed that, but he did and we dated. And I remember after we dated for a while, I remember very specifically God telling me that's going to be the one that you're going to marry and you're going to spend the rest of your life with. In fact, teenagers, let me just tell you something here today. Before you ever get married, you better know God has spoken to you because it'll make or it'll break you. Come on, all the parents ought to say amen to that. I remember, man, I remember that I began in ministry working for my dad and was a youth pastor. And then I became the pastor of the church that my, that my parents had planted. And we had pastored there for five years. And I remember very specifically God speaking to our hearts and to my heart in 2005 and speaking to us to move to Burleson and start a church from scratch. And I remember how scared I was. And man, I didn't know how we were going to do it. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any people. It was a new town. My wife had grown up in that town in Midland and her family was all there but I remember very specifically God speaking to me he confirmed it through his word in Psalm 128 and verse 1 where he said blessings on all who reverence and trust the Lord on all who obey him your reward will be prosperity and happiness your wife will be content in her home and look at those children there they sit around the dinner table vigorous and healthy like young olive trees that is God's reward to those that reverence and trust him and man I remember God spoke to my life I remember man there, are moments. I remember after we started the church and a couple of years ago when we got ready to do the big remodel project and we were going to borrow some money and I was pretty scared about whether we were going to do it or be able to do it or not. And I remember walking through the through the park around my house and sitting down on a, on a bench and God speaking to my heart in Psalm 81 where he said open wide your mouth and I will fill it. And man, we did and we built the church. We did the thing and God is blessed and he has filled it up. I remember just a few months ago when we were trying to do the where well, we going to do this next building project that's going to be starting here pretty soon. And I remember being pretty scared on that too because it was $2 million loan this time and going, whoa, I don't know. And God's saying, did I tell you to close your mouth? When I tell you to close your mouth, you close it. But I didn't tell you to close it yet. And I know that there have been moments in my life where God has spoken to me specifically in instances that I needed a personal revelation from God. And I believe that God can do that for you as well. I know some of you say, well, you're the pastor. You know, Pastors are supposed to hear from God, but I'm just a person. Well, let me just tell you, the Bible tells us in James that God is no respecter of persons, that you and I are exactly the same, and that if God can speak to me, he can speak to you. How many want to know how I can hear the voice of God in my life? Come on, raise your hand all over this place. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to take a very simple Bible story, one that you may be familiar with. It's found in the book of 1 Samuel. In fact, if you have your Bibles, you might want to go ahead and turn there and get ready, because we're going to read it. It's about a guy named Samuel who was learning to hear the voice of God. And from this verse, we're just or from this passage, we're just going to learn four things that matter when it comes to hearing the voice of God. First Samuel chapter three and verse number one. It's on the screen there for you as well. Let's read it together. It says, "Now the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli, and in those days the word of the Lord was rare." And there were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that they could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel. And Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and he lay down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel did not, know, not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was the one calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel go and lie down. If he calls you, you say, speak Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lie back down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling as at the same, as at the other times, Samuel Samuel then Samuel said speak for your servant is listening right here in this passage I believe we can see four things that really matter if we want to be people who know how to hear the voice of God the first one is this if you're taking notes that purpose matters everybody say purpose matters purpose matters. When it comes to hearing the voice of God, guess what? The purpose that we are living for really matters. In fact, look at our text again in verse number one. It says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Now I want you to notice what Samuel was doing when God spoke to him. He was ministering before the Lord. He was serving God's purpose in God's house. In fact, if you remember the story, you might remember that Samuel's mom was a, a woman named Hannah and she was not able to have children and she was upset about it. Her heart was broken. Some of you may even be able to relate to that today. And she prayed and she begged God, God, give me a son. She made a bargain with God. She said, God, if you will give me a son, I will I will give him back to you. Well, God answered the prayer and Samuel was born. And Hannah brought Samuel to the, to the temple, to the house of God where he would... He He would live there his entire life dedicated to serving the purposes of the Lord under the priest Eli. And here's what I want you to understand. If you're going to be a people that God speaks to the way that he spoke to Samuel, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to realize that God speaks to those who have surrendered their lives to serving his purpose, not their own. Let me just tell you something. If you're a person that says, man, I'm all about my purpose and what I want to do with my life, and I, you know, I, I want to give God a little bit of my life, but I kind of want to keep this part for myself, and I'm kind of about serving my own purpose, guess what? You can forget about God speaking to you. Because God wants to speak to people who have fully surrendered their lives to his purposes. He wants to speak to people who have dedicated themselves to serving God, to serving his purposes with their Lives. Here's the deal. The scripture tells us in Psalm 25 and verse 14. Check this out. It says the Lord does what? Everybody say it aloud. The Lord confides in those who what? In those who fear him. He makes his covenant what? Known to them. Here's what the scripture says. Hey, God wants to confide in. He wants to make known things to people who do what? Who who fear the Lord. Now what does that mean? When you hear that, oh, I'm supposed to be scared of God. Who it's God I'm scared. No, that's not what it means. You know what it means? It means those who reverence God. Those who have trusted their lives to God. Those who have surrendered themselves to his purposes in their lives. See, here's the deal. God wants to speak to those who have come to a place where they say, "God, I am I have fear you with my life. I have I have given everything. I've settled the issue in my life that my life is not mine anymore. Instead, I have dedicated myself to serving your purposes." And then this is what the scripture says that he will do when you come to that place. This is what he'll do. He'll confide in you. He'll show you things. He'll open up things into your life that you never even even dreamed. He will speak specifically and personally into your lives as you have dedicated yourself to fearing him, to serving his purposes in your life. He will make things known to you. Some of you are here today and you, you need to hear from God. You've got situations where you don't know what to do and you need, you need personal direction from God. And the only thing holding you back is that you have not yet gone all in with God. Like you give him a little bit here and there. And I'm just saying, what's holding you back? Like, get to a place where you say, man, God, I'm all in. Like, everything that I have, I dedicate it and give it completely to you. And when you come to that decision, that's when God begins to open up his word and begins to speak things into your life like you've never experienced before. Purpose matters. Everybody say purpose matters. Number two, the second thing that I think matters when it comes to hearing the voice of God is that posture matters. In fact, let's, let's see Samuel's posture here in verse number three. Look what it says. it says. It says, Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle. Now, some of you are like, man, I got that down already. I do that every Sunday during the sermon. You think I don't see you. I see you. I do. That's not what I'm talking about here. Samuel was sleeping, but he, I want you to notice his posture was that, he was that he was quiet, that he was still. Let me just tell you something here today. God tends to speak to us in stillness. He tends to speak to us in the moments in our lives when we slow down, when we get quiet. In fact, the scripture teaches us that we ought to be still and know that he is God. You know, I think the reason that so many of us have such a hard time hearing from God is this one word. You want to know what the one word is? Distraction. Everybody say distraction. Distraction. We're so distracted. Like we are the most distracted generation that i think i've that i've ever known we can't even i mean we can't sit still for 30 seconds without pulling out our phone and looking at it right because we are addicted to distraction and you know what the one thing that keeps us from hearing from god more than anything else is distraction in fact let me just give you a couple of uh, we're calling them the weapons of mass distraction a couple of things letter a write this down is busyness come on how many know we're too busy And the truth of the matter is the reason that we don't hear from God so many times is because we never get still enough. And our posture, it it truly matters. We've got to get still and quiet before God. But we can't because we're so busy and we're so distracted with all this stuff that we think is so important. It reminds me of Mary and Martha, if you remember that story. Mary, her whole focus, her whole purpose in life was that she wanted to hear from the Master. In fact, there was all kinds of other stuff to do, but what did Mary do? She planted herself right down at the feet of Jesus. And why was she at Jesus' feet? Because she wanted to hear Jesus talk. She wanted to hear His teaching. She wanted to she wanted to hear Him talk into her life. But then there was, there was Martha who was, I mean, she was so busy doing all the stuff she had to do. In fact, I like the way that it says it in... Uh, the amplified version in Luke chapter 10 and verse 40. Look what it says. It says, but Martha was very, what was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. How many know the truth is, is that we got a lot of responsibilities, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of places to go. A lot of places our kids need to go. A lot of stuff that we got to do for work. Even with church, we got a lot of stuff that we got to do. And sometimes we can get so busy and distracted with all of our responsibilities that we don't realize that the master is there and he's wanting to speak into our lives, but we can't hear him because we're so busy with everything we got going on. And if you want to hear from God, you're going to have to get intentional. Everybody say intentional. You're going to have to get intentional you're going to have to decide that i'm going to set aside some time in my life to get still to posture myself in the presence of god to sit still before to be still and when i'm still then what happens then i can i can know i can know he is god and god begins to speak things to me and we're so distracted with business another one is is that we get distracted with all kinds of competing voices isn't that true like there i mean the deal is, is that God's voice is speaking to us, but we can't hear him so many times because we have so many other voices that are speaking to us all over the place. So many voices that so many times are even louder. In fact, how many have ever been into a, like a football stadium, football games going on, thousands of people? Like when everyone's cheering and everyone's talking, it's difficult to even hear the person standing right next to you, right? But in that same football stadium, you could be there with, all, with those other voices gone. Nobody else there except you and another person. And they could be clear on the other side of the stadium and you could talk in a normal voice and understand each other. Why? Because there's no competing voices. And so many of us, this is what's happening in our lives is that we have so many competing voices. We've got social media, we've got radio, we've got TV, we've got Fox News, we've got the books that we're reading, we've got the people that are speaking into our lives and all of these other voices that drown out the voice of God in our lives and we can't hear him because we've got all of this distraction. And if we're going to hear from God, guess what, we're going to have to decide to 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 put aside some of the other voices, we're going to have to turn down the volume on the world's voice if we want to hear God's voice. In fact, I would challenge some of you to do that as we're heading into the summertime. Sometimes the summertime can can slow down just a little bit because the kids aren't in school. And here's what I would challenge you to do this summer. Set aside some time maybe even make some decisions today that you might, you might think about, hey, what are some of the voices that I got going on in my life that maybe I could turn them down or maybe I could even eliminate them for a period of time? Maybe some of you would even decide, hey, during this series, during the month of June, I'm gonna just, hey, I'm gonna turn down some voices. I'm gonna turn off the Fox News or I'm gonna put aside the you know the, the blog that I'm reading and I'm not gonna do that for a while or I'm gonna turn off the secular music and put on some worship music or I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some things, maybe some social media. In fact, uh, here in here in a couple of weeks, my family and I—we're going to take a little bit of vacation. We're going to get away, and part of it is because hey, we need to get quiet so that we can we can get some rest, but we can hear we can hear from God. And you know, when we go on vacation every year, you know what we do is we we decide that we hey, we're going to put away social media for the whole time we're on vacation. You know, and the reason is is because well, one reason is I don't want y'all going on vacation with me. I'm just saying, you know, I'm going on vacation, get away from y'all. You know, I mean, I love you, but hey, a couple weeks, I don't need you. You know, I'm just I'm just messing. But here's what I'm saying, I'm just messing, but here's what I'm saying, is that, you know, sometimes what we do is, you know, we're on vacation, and we're, we're, we should be resting a little bit and reconnecting with each other and with God, but you know what we're doing, posting picture of everything we did, and you know what we're doing is basically we're sharing a whole, our whole vacation with everybody else. Right. Come on. And sometimes, you know what we need to do? Hey, I'm going to I'm going to for a season, eliminate that, turn that voice down just a little bit so that I can turn up the voice of God in my life so that he can begin to speak to me and show me things that I wouldn't be able to hear because I was so distracted. I'm going to posture myself. I'm going to be still. I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to set aside some of the busyness of life and some of the other voices so that God's voice can be the loudest voice in my life and he can and, I can hear him as he speaks. Come on, right? Here's what matters when it comes to hearing from God. Purpose matters. Posture matters. Number three, write this one down. Proximity matters. Everybody say proximity. Proximity, what does that mean? It means to be close. It means to be near in space, in time. In relationship, I want you to notice Samuel's proximity in our text. Look what it says in 1 Samuel three and verse three: the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. I like the way it says it in the New Century Version. It says that Samuel was near the ark. Here's what I want you to understand: the closer you get to God, the ark represented the presence of God. And here's what you need to know: the closer you get to the presence of God, the more you're going to be able to hear His voice. The closer you draw to God, the more you're going to be able to hear his voice as he speaks into your life. So what do you got to do? You got to draw close to him. Samuel was, he positioned himself near the ark and God God spoke to him as he got close. And here's what I know is that Jesus said it like this, that if we know him as our shepherd, then as his sheep, what are we going to do? We're going to recognize his voice. And the more we know him, the more clearly we will we will recognize his voice. It's like back in the old school. I know I'm gonna date myself just a little bit today, but how many remember back in the days of the dinosaurs when we didn't have caller ID? Come on, you remember that? <laughs> remember when I mean when the phone rang, and if you wanted to know who it was on the other end of the line, you had to pick it up, you know? I mean, nowadays we're like, oh, I don't know that number, ignore, you know what I'm saying? But back in those days, man, if you wanted to, you want to know who it was, you picked up. And you picked up the phone. And here's the deal. If you knew that person, what happened? You recognized their voice. And the more closely you knew them, the more intimate you were with them, the quicker you recognize their voice. Like if if you pick up the phone and it's your wife, like immediately you know who it is because you're close in intimate relationship with them. And here's the deal. Here's what Jesus was saying. If you know me as my sheep, here's what's going to happen. You're going to recognize my voice. And the closer you get to God, the, the more quickly you're going to recognize his voice as he begins to speak to you. So you say, well, how do I get close to God? Well, let me help you. A couple of things. Read the Bible. Everybody look at your neighbor. Just say, Read the Bible. Guess what, guys? The Bible is God's voice to speak to us. Some of us say, I want God to speak to me. And God says, I already spoke to you. (laughs) Read it, you know? It's his word that speaks to us. And here's the deal, is that when we are listening to God for God to speak to our spirit, guess what? The voice that speaks to our spirit sounds just like the voice that he spoke through the word. And the more you know God's word, the more you will be able to recognize his voice when he speaks to your spirit. So you need to make it a daily habit. Everybody say habits. A daily habit. If you're going to be a person that hears from God daily, I'm going to open up the word of God because this is his voice to speak to me. And the more I know the word, the more I will I will know God and the more I will recognize his voice. I'm going to, I'm going to open up the word. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to cultivate the presence of God in my life. Man, God wants to speak to us, but he does it through his spirit. And how do we we get into his spirit? By cultivating a presence of God around us everywhere that we go. You say, I don't know how to do that. Well, here's how you do it. You create an atmosphere of worship around you. Maybe for some of us, it just needs to be, hey, I'm turning off the secular music for a while, and I'm turning on some worship music so that I can invite the presence of God into my car, into my bedroom, into my into my house, into, into my life. You say, well, I don't really know what songs to listen to. Well, just follow Pastor Josh on Facebook. He's always posting songs that we do here at church, and go and get those songs in, and put those in your life. Be here tonight. Come on, everybody say tonight. Tonight, night of worship. That's the whole reason we do this first Sunday of every month, is to cultivate the presence of God. So that he can speak into our lives. Come on, right? Get plugged into a church. That's letter C. Here's the deal Samuel lived in the church. The way he learned how to hear from God was learning to hear through the voice of Eli speaking to him. And guess what, guys? You know how you're going to learn how to hear from God? By the voice of the men and women of God that speak to your hearts and lives at church. And it's not just a one Sunday a month thing, it's a consistent. Guess what? One Sunday is not going to change your life. I ain't that good, all right? I'm good, but not that good. I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just saying. But here's the deal. It's the consistency over time, week in, week out, for a year, for two years, for five years, for ten years. That You know what happens? You begin to learn how to hear the voice of God. It doesn't have to be this church, but it needs to be a church where there are men and women who speak the word of God and speak it into your life. In fact, it doesn't just need to be your pastor's voice. That's why we're inviting some different voices over this series to speak into us and, and show us things from a different godly perspective so that we can learn how to hear the most important voice of all, the word of God, the voice of God. And these are the things that matter. The purpose matters. The, pro, the posture matters. The proximity matters. Number four, write this one down. Promptness matters. Check this out. Check out verse number four. It says, and the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered, here I am. And then notice this number five and he, verse number five. And he what? He ran to Eli and said, here I am. You call me. Notice this. When God spoke, what did Samuel do? Immediately he responded to the voice of God. And guess what, guys? If you want to be a people that God speaks to consistently in your life, you've got to be a people who, when he speaks, you respond. And you don't respond in a delayed response. You respond immediately. Because here's the deal, guys. Why would God speak to someone who's not going to do what he has told them to do? Right? Come on, how many parents get upset when you tell your kids to do something and then they don't do it, right? And here's the deal. If God has specific directions personally to speak into our lives, guess what? He's not going to tell us if he can't count on us to actually carry them out, Obedience, And here's the deal, not just partial obedience and not even delayed obedience, immediate obedience. When we decide, hey, I'm going to be a person that when God speaks to my life about my family or about my finances or about whatever it might be, when he speaks to me, I'm immediately going to do what he says. In fact, this is what it says in Psalm 111 and verse 10. It says, it says, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and good understanding have all those who what? Who do his commands man how many of you want to have a better understanding come on raise your hand right how many of you want to hear God speak to you how many of you want God to reveal things that you didn't know how many of you want God to give you direction and wisdom for your life here's what the scripture says those that have understanding are those who do what he says when God speaks we do it and we obey and the more that we obey the more he begins to open up things in our lives. And here's the deal. He's not going to tell you everything. You know what he's going to tell you? The next step. You do that step, and then you know what he'll do? He'll give you the next step. You do that step, he'll give you the next step. You do that one, he'll give you the next one. But if you hadn't even done any of them, how's he going to speak to you? And, and it starts with his word. Guess what, guys? If you want God to speak something personally to your life, he ain't going to speak something personally to you if you hadn't already done what he said in his word, right? But as you begin to obey his word, then he will begin to speak things in your spirit to you personally to lead and guide and direct your life but man it matters that our lives are fully devoted to his purpose it matters that we are close to him that we get still for a moment so that he can speak to us and when he does that we immediately and fully obey what he calls us to do